Let me tell you about Echelon. I don't know about you, but I work uh, I work hard and I don't work out. And uh, <laughs> I mean, look at this. You, I mean, I know it's a shock. I know it's a shock. Stunner. To you. Yeah. I'm actually I know I know I'm actually when the house is finished. Uh, anyway, uh, Esh- now never mind. Echelon brings the gym to your home when you're trying to reach your fitness goals. It can help to have instructors and in a community of members who can give you that extra push. And Echelon gives you that their fitness app provides you with thousands of live and on demand classes with great music from your favorite artists. You can work out anytime, day or night and crush your fitness goals. And it's affordable. Affordable workout equipment like stationary bikes, smart rowers, and auto-folding treadmills. Get the uh, special podcast offer from Echelon now for a limited time only. Get your 30-day risk-free trial with Echelon's EX3 bike for a buck. Do it now. Check it out at echelon.com slash back. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N dot com slash back. Echelonfit.com slash back. Today, we're going to try to bring you some perspective on the news. This hour, we're going to focus on two things that are becoming very, very dangerous to you and your family, our way of life. And when I say dangerous, uh, I mean physically dangerous. You will understand by the end of the hour. First, we begin with the unions, particularly the teachers' unions. What's going on in our schools and how are the teachers' unions dealing with it and what are they saying? And then, one of the most dangerous things I have seen from the AMA. We'll tell you about that. We begin in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Do you wake up in the morning and feel like you just got hit by a truck? Do you have aches and pains that just grab your day by the horns and just control everything? Believe me when I tell you, I know what it's like. I spent years fighting my pain, mostly unsuccessfully. And by the time I got around to trying Relief Factor, I had hit rock bottom, hoping that eventually, maybe one day, I would have a pain-free day. But it was awful and bleak. But I got my life back because I listened to my wife. And she told me, try Relief Factor. And that's exactly what she sounds like. It's weird. Um, well, she told me, uh, I'm not going to listen to you whine anymore unless you try everything. And I'm like, it's, it's like ibuprofen. That's what I thought. It's not going to work it, because I thought that because it reduces inflammation. The ibuprofen never works for me. Uh, however, I don't know what relief factor is, how it's different or what. It's all natural and it does work for me. And it works for me every single day. Relief Factor is not a drug, but it was developed by doctors and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You can order the three-week quick start now for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com.
Well, hello, Stu. How are you? Really good, Glenn. How are you? Good. How was your weekend? Do anything in exciting? Anything informative? Uh, stopped the genocide in the Middle East single-handedly. Did yeah. you really? Flew, good flew for over you. There. Yep. I was I was hoping somebody would do it. Yep. Uh, uh, but uh, I think we're all set the, now. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I know we are because, uh, as we'll discuss next hour, Biden uh, says they're really close to an Iran deal. Oh, good. Uh, so that's, yeah, mm. so it's really, really good. Um, I was uh, with the um, people at Mercury One uh, for the uh, American Journey Experience, David Barton and I and his son, Tim. We led classes for two days uh, and told the overall story arc, our history um, of America between like 1600. And I think we only got to about 1940. Uh, before we ran out of time but it was it was informative i'd love to hear from people who attended um this uh, last weekend and what you were left with and what your thoughts were a lot of families were there with their kids it was really a cool thing this is something we need to do we need to educate ourselves um because our kids are being indoctrinated in our schools and you know randy weingarten she is the uh, she's the president of the uh, the uh, American Federation of Teachers, and she went on a she went on a whirlwind tour to try to make sure that everybody knows the teachers unions. They're they're good. They're wonderful. So she was on C-SPAN and then they opened the phones. I want to give you a few clips of what people were saying to Randy Weingarten. Miss Weingarten, I'd like to ask you why you think a pandemic is the reason to reimagine our education. And basics would be nice. The public schools have failed these children before on the education basis, let alone all this social re-education. A parent, hello. Hi. Yeah, I'm from Syracuse, New York. And as of the last few years, we've had under a 40% graduation rate. The... Uh part that I don't understand is how come the parochial schools and the private schools could navigate their way through this scenario, but the public schools didn't seem to be able to manage that. These kids these days, they can go to college, get some degree, you know, and then it's not, not worth anything. You know, they can't get a job. So if we really focus on a trade, that'll be a good way to path through the future because right now, I mean, come on, let's be honest. A lot of these public school systems, uh, you can't get any worse, so I invite change. Thank you. Good morning, ma'am. Uh, nice to meet you, and I, I mean no disrespect to you, but, you know, this union thing, one time in our country, a union was a wonderful thing. Now the union creates lazy, ineffective people, and it also creates children that have no education. I look at my grandchildren, it is pathetic how the teachers union and the government has failed our children. I don't see how you could sit up there and defend that. These uh, people that were teaching had no idea about child development or any of those things. Another comment, when I grew up, my teacher, my principal, my fireman and policeman lived down the street from me. We don't know them now. And, and inner city is even worse. <laughs> so they weren't happy, uh, nor were they happy uh, when, when Weingarten went on to MSNBC and uh, she was Friday night. She was on and she was trying to tell the MSNBC viewers 
that the American Federation of Teachers wants to reopen schools. Man, they want to open them so badly. Uh, but they just, ah, man, they just, you know, number one, they want the schools to reopen. Uh, but, but we don't want any outbreaks. You know, we, we want schools open and we want them to stay open. And we don't really want to be the mask police. Uh, you know, she said, Texas, <laughs> Texas made a politically motivated decision to rush to say no mask uh, mandates when we still don't have a vaccine that's OK for elementary school students. OK, I thought that wait, I thought it was because the teachers were in danger. Now it's because the schools are in danger when all studies show that kids, generally speaking, are not in danger, at least nowhere close to what it is for everybody else. And by the way, uh, Stu, can you just help me out real quick? I know we're going to cover COVID uh, soon, but wasn't there a study that came out about Texas running to, uh, you know, irrationally running towards no masks? And uh, the results of that are, are, are what exactly? Well, I believe it was some Neanderthal thinking that was going on in oh, Texas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and it was. It so abs- talk down to me. Yeah. Absolutely reckless uh, was the. Yeah, reckless. Uh, was from uh, Gavin Newsom. And uh, Beto O'Rourke said uh, Greg Abbott was killing people in Texas. Yeah. All of this hype. And what's happened is we've had a massive drop and we have we are at the lowest rates since the beginning of the pandemic here in Texas. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it is a I mean, it's not unexpected to me, but it was very unexpected to the left who thought this was going to be the next big wave of the virus Mm. and their opportunity to pull, you know, push through another two trillion dollars in spending on it. (sighs) And now that seems to be going away. Well, Weingarten said, you know, we have to have the vaccines, you know, uh, we, we got to have we have to have the children before the one point seven million teachers can return. You know, uh, we have to create a safe and welcoming environment. Oh, boy, we do. And she also said, and I quote, teachers are tired. They're exhausted. We have to find a way to repair and nourish them as well as families in terms of attracting and retaining our teaching force. Oh, they're tired. Oh, that stinks. Now I know some are actually working hard and really struggling to try to figure out how to, you know, do school. And uh, I know my school that my kids are in, those teachers bent over backwards for them. The school bent over backwards for the, for the kids but I'm not thinking that is true universally just based on the responses to our NBC appearance. Uh, students are tired. The, the students are tired. You're tired. Students are exhausted. They've been put on the back burner by teachers unions for over a year. So a virus could be used for political power gains and money and pushing CRT so they can be told their skin color is all that matters. You're shameful. Um, why do public school teachers think they're so special? Parents and students are, are, are exhausted and tired, too. Medical workers, grocery store workers need to be nourished and repaired, too. You aren't different. Uh, poor teachers. Where I live in Oregon, they got vaccinated before 80-plus uh, months ago. That doesn't make sense. And uh, many are still not back at school. My kids are getting two hours twice a week in person. When it was Zoom, it was two hours, four days a week. They must be so exhausted. I hope the teachers are okay. Straight talk. Schools should not have closed this year. 
What was always clear is now crystal clear. Accountability for the high cost of closures to children is beyond fair. And if you don't actively scorn teachers unions by this point, you're not paying attention. It's not our teachers. In some cases, it is the teacher. You know, you can't blame everything on the union. Because if the union was doing something that the vast majority of teachers disagreed with, they would rebel. You don't represent me. Uh, But they are not rebelling, generally speaking, against the teachers' union. So you do have to hold the teachers responsible. And it's a really difficult thing, but we have to. Now, there's porn literacy class at a New York private school. The uh, parents have accused the Columbia Grammar and preparatory school located in Manhattan's Upper West of attempting to indoctrinate kids with bizarre lessons. Officials at the Columbia Grammar and Preparatory School have angered parents when the juniors at the school showed up for health and sexuality seminar. They presumed it was just going to be about birth control, etc., etc. But in actuality, the students were required to sit through a lesson called Pornography Literacy, an intersectional focus on mainstream porn. The director of health and wellness at different elite prep schools reportedly used an explicit uh, slideshow to teach 120 boys and girls all about pornography. The agenda on on how porn takes care of those three big male vulnerabilities and statistics on the the gap of um, I don't even want to get into it. I I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable saying it on public radio. If this was a podcast I would say it on public radio, which is is supposed to be uh, regulated by the government, kind of like our schools. I don't feel comfortable saying it on the radio. And yet they're fine with teaching it in schools. Uh, I can't even tell you what the kids were were taught. Everyone was texting each other, what is this? Everyone knows about porn. The worst part of it, it took place not long before the AP test, and I had to miss both of my AP classes for this. By the way, AP classes, AP classes are not what you think AP classes are anymore. The new standards for the AP classes, we went over them uh, this week at the uh, American Journey Center this weekend in this, and it is shocking what is left out now, uh, just in American history. Do you know that you don't have to know anything about the founders? AP classes, AP history classes, nothing about the founders, nothing about the Declaration of Independence, nothing about the Constitution, nothing about the Civil War. None of the battles are mentioned in the Civil War. Uh, Abraham Lincoln is mentioned once, but not what Abraham Lincoln did, the Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, Not even uh, Lincoln given his life for it. Um, You don't have anything being taught about American history. World War One, not mentioned. World War Two mentioned, but in this way, no mention of Hitler, no mention of Germany, concentration camps, the Holocaust, no mention of the Allied and Axis where they pick up World War Two. At the bombing of Hiroshima. And what's required for the kids to learn in their AP history class is that 
that made many people question America's motives. Excuse me. You didn't teach about Hitler. You just you pick it up at America bombing Japan. Now, there was an outcry. So they have added uh, in the standards the word Hitler, the word Holocaust. But no advice on how to talk about that or what they need to learn about that. Just the word Holocaust and two more Adolf Hitler. That's what's happening in our schools right now. And if you think your schools are different, you are wrong. You're wrong. There was this great military veteran that has gone uh, uh, viral. And it, 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 uh, they're talking about this is your job is, is education, not indoctrination. Our nation is a republic. We are the people. We have a voice, and our votes are our weapons, and we will use them in 2022 and beyond. We in the military, our blood, our sweat, that is the equity. It's the courage of character, not color, not gender, what makes this nation great. Working Americans are united, and we are not divided. Stop trying to incite division among us. We're Americans first, and we will always be free. This was a this was a a clip from uh, the unidentified man at the Palm Beach County School Board. The audience broke out in cheers. If you're not at your local school board meetings, you need to be at your local school board meetings. Remember, teachers now members of that wonderful teachers union are telling people that we're just going to teach it anyway. Texas legislatures set now to ban mandatory critical race theory in school. Mandatory critical race. They are reimagining our education. That is a word that you should really be careful. If you hear the word reimagine, you need to run like it's the plague. No, better yet, you need to stand and fight like it is an army against you because that's what it is. Reimagine. I'm going to reimagine our education. We're going to reimagine our police force. We're going to reimagine uh, our history with the 1619 Project. Hey, let's stop using our imagination. Let's start going with some hard facts, the truths and the facts that created this country. Those were the beacon to the entire world. Let's return to that. What do you say? Back in just a minute. All right, spring cleaning may not be fun, but it does freshen up the home and make everything feel brand new. Blinds.com is here to help with that process. They're celebrating 25 years of making it shockingly easy to shop for custom window treatments online with a spring into the future sweepstakes worth over $2,500. Prizes include premium woven wood shades that you can control with voice commands. At the click of a button, also a smart hub, robotic vacuum cleaner, all these things, blinds.com. That's where you go, blinds.com. It's uh, really convenient to order online. It's very, very inexpensive. It's the best way to uh, get your window treatments, in my opinion, blinds.com. Enter now, get their uh, spring into the future sweepstakes, and shop their special deals. Perfect for your spring home refresh. Stu, did you, when, when it was spring, did your... Did your mom do spring cleaning? Yeah, I, I kind of remember that from back in the day. Sure. You 
kind of remember that. Yeah. I, you are lucky. I grew <laughs> up with, my mom was insane. Mm. Our spring cleaning, honest to God, was taking everything out of the house and putting it in the, on the lawn. And then she would, we would go and vacuum and scrub and we would scrub everything so it was clean. Then we would have to clean everything as we put it back into the house. Oh. Every spring it was crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Don't do that. Uh, just call blinds.com. Just order some new curtains. Uh, uh, blinds.com. Rules and restrictions do apply. Blinds.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to something else. You know, we're all being taught that, um, that gender is fluid and, uh, trans is the new, you know, is the new black, I guess the new black dress. Um, the, uh, CBS 60 minutes, believe it or not, uh, they approach the line of looking journalistic, um, kind of, uh, by at least approaching this topic of unethical gender transition clinics. Here's, uh, use cut four, please. They asked me, so why do you want to go on testosterone? And I said, well, being a woman just isn't working for me anymore. And they said, okay. So that was that. You got your prescription for testosterone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just four months after she started testosterone, she says she was approved for a mastectomy, what's called top surgery, that she told us was traumatic. It started to have a really disturbing sense that like a part of my body was missing, almost a ghost limb feeling about being like, there's something that should be there. And the feeling really surprised me, but it was really hard to deny. And so okay, we're going to pick this up in just a second. Um, and we're going to we're going to show how she was um, detransitioning. She had to reverse the process. These clinics are not held responsible. They're just it, it, nobody even wants to say anything for fear of getting in trouble about it. We'll have that and more because this leads right into the AMA. What came out. I think it was Friday of last week on the AMA should chill you to the bone. We'll talk about that. Also, what's happening to us, America? The hatreds of the 1930s are back and they're on our streets. This Coming is up. The Glenn Beck program. Man alive. It's been uh, it's happening fast, isn't it? Let me tell you about uh, Patriot Mobile. You know, I was um, I heard this this hatchet job on the NRA today uh, from the New York Times, and they were they were talking about you know they had five million members. Think how powerful the the NRA has been with five million members. There are millions of people just within the sound of my voice right now. Can you imagine if all of us decided to send a message to Big Mobile? We aren't part of you anymore. Now, it's easy to do. They offer the same great service Patriot Mobile does. Same great service. They're on the same cell towers. They have wider coverage than most of the big boys. They have um, American customer service that I think their customer service will beat any of the big boys as well. Uh, I Switch, please. Switch. The start... 
doing business with people who stand with you, not against you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Don't miss it. This is the Glenn Beck Program, last night on 60 Minutes. They asked me, so why do you want to go on testosterone? And I said, well, being a woman just isn't working for me anymore. And they said, okay. So that was that. You got your prescription for testosterone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just four months after she started testosterone, she says she was approved for a mastectomy, what's called top surgery, that she told us was traumatic. It started to have a really disturbing sense that like a part of my body was missing, almost a ghost limb feeling about being like, there's something that should be there. And the feeling really surprised me, but it was really hard to deny. And so she detransitioned by going off testosterone and then went back to the clinic, and she says complained to the doctor that the process didn't follow the WPATH guidelines. I can't believe that I transitioned and detransitioned, including hormones and surgery, in the course of, like, less than one year. It's completely oh my crazy. It greatly concerns me where the field has been going. I feel like what is happening is unethical and irresponsible. Um, in some places, everyone is very scared to speak up because we're afraid of not being seen as being affirming or being supportive of these young people or doing something to hurt the trans community. But even some of the providers are trans themselves and share these concerns. Huh. So when you make people afraid to speak out, maybe unethical and crazy things happen. Who would have thunk it? Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hi, Pat. Hi, Glenn. Uh, it's only been in the last five or ten years that the AMA and the WHO have even stopped considering it a mental disorder. Uh, up until uh, 2015, I think, with the AMA and 2018 with the WHO, it was considered, you know, you've got a mental disease. Well, it was all dysphoria. They called it dysphoria. dysphoria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't call it. I, I didn't even know that. You can't call it gender dysphoria anymore. No. That's politically no, no. incorrect. Yeah. Oh, it it it, it, it denotes God, that something is wrong and nothing's wrong with him. You know. So what's it called now? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let me see if I can find that again because it's uh, incongruence. I think you said. Yes, it was, it was gender incongruence. Yeah. Gender. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so make that change in your heads uh, and uh, make sure that you you get the uh, right word. Uh, from uh, so it's newspeak really just get the let's just get the newspeak and we'll all be fine this is crazy and it's about to get much much worse one of the more frightening stories that i have read and remember i'm crazy you know i said marxists were in our government i said that they wanted to hijack america take our constitution away from us and uh, fundamentally transform into something that no one was defining, but looked a lot like Marxism and fascism. So take what I say with a grain of salt. Um, The AMA has just announced and just released their plan to embed racial justice 
into the medical profession. The plan slams the myth of meritocracy and promises to share power with minority physicians. Now, what does that mean? And this is this is the best part of it, by the way. The 2015-2016 MCAT score of 24 and 26 and a GPA of 3.2 to 3.9 was only good enough to gain admission to medical school for 8% of white people. But if you were black, 56% of those people got scores to get into the medical uh, medical field. 70% uh, of the time, administrators said a white person with an MCAT score of 2729 and a GPA of 3.4359 would not make a suitable doctor. But more than 80% of black people with those scores were admitted. So, wait a minute. Uh, uh, you know, I'm all for, you know, standing up against racism. Uh, but I want the doctor. I don't care if he's half hippopotamus. <laughs> if he's the best surgeon, that's the one I want. I don't want equity with my doctors. You know, I don't want it at all in science. And if you do believe that equity should be in science and mathematics and two plus two does equal five, if you can show me how to get there, I want you on the rocket that you and your team build to go to Mars. I don't think you're going to make it past our atmosphere, but good luck with that. Now, here's the other problem with this. They have released their um, plan to embed racial justice and advance health equity. It's 86 pages. It's a three-year plan to implement anti-racist initiatives. When you hear that, you know it is critical race theory. Anything that says is anti-racist is racist. It goes against everything that Martin Luther King talked about. Um, so they're they're pushing critical race theory. And I'm I am quoting um, they the uh, plan announces a five pronged approach embracing equity, not equality, equity. The AMA makes a commitment to embed racial and social justice throughout the organization's policies and practices and promises to build alliance and share power with historically marginalized uh, minoritized physicians. The organization promises to ensure equitable structures and opportunities in innovation for marginalized communities and minority to push upstream to address all determinants of health and the root cause of health inequities and to foster truth, racial healing, reconciliation and transformation. Okay, uh, all right. Okay, I guess. Um, The plan also includes um, the um, declaration dubbed the land and labor acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we're all living off of the taken ancestral lands of indigenous peoples for thousands of years. We acknowledge the extraction of brilliance, energy, and life for labor forced upon people of African descent for more than 400 years. We celebrate the resilience and strength that all indigenous people and descendants of Africa have shown in this country and worldwide. We carry our ancestors in us and we are continued to call to be better as we lead this work. The equity plan then slams the myth of meritocracy, saying the differences in outcome among uh, historically marginalized populations and minorities have been explained away as the results of meritocracy. Why is this a problem? 
what comes from this? You know, it's just words on a paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Pat and Stu, um, who were the first people that uh, came up with the idea of killing the unfit in Germany? Hmm. Uh, Marcus Sanger was one of the first. Mm. Uh, actually. <laughs> the Human Betterment yeah. Society yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. out of California. Yeah, there's a guy, uh, named, he was a German guy named Adolf, had a fancy uh, little mustache there. Uh-huh. He was kind of into that yeah. idea. Yeah, he was into that idea, but it didn't. It didn't uh, it didn't come into action with him or the people in the black boots. In fact, they didn't wear the black suits and uniforms. They they wore the opposite. They wore the right the white coats and the scrubs. The it was the doctors and the nurses that began the horrors of the Holocaust, the doctors and the nurses. And they were all convinced they were doing the right thing. Yeah, it was baby. What was his name? I think uh, Nauer is the yeah. Nauer, I think. Yeah, maybe yeah, Nauer. Tell the story, Pat. Uh, I believe he was um, born uh, horribly uh, disabled. And yes, blind. Blind. Uh, they thought deaf. And thought they uh, assumed he was in pain and his life wasn't going to be worth anything. Mm-hmm. And so they, they took it to the... It, it eventually wound up with the Fuhrer, actually, who uh, told them that Sent the, his doctor. the humane thing to do, his doctor mm-hmm. concluded, was to, was to put the baby uh, to sleep, was to kill the yeah. child uh, because yeah. that yeah. he's just in too much pain and his life isn't yeah. worth anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, um, <clears throat> you can watch it on Blaze TV. It's in our archives, The Black Stork. <laughs> Uh, There's only one copy of this, strangely, this film that was made in 1918 or 1917. Oh, who was in office at the time? Oh, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, And uh, it it was a movie that was shown everywhere across the country, and it's called The Black Stork. And The Black Stork is really this doctor that would bring death to these suffering children. And in one scene, uh, the doctor and the nurse have talked the parents into killing the child because it's the right thing. And as he puts the pillow over the child's uh, face to smother the baby, Mm. the baby, Jesus appears and comforts the doctor and the nurse. This is where we are headed. If you allow this craziness, this insanity of critical race theory of the world is upside down. And I am telling you, we are on the same road. Doesn't mean we end up at the same place, but the likelihood of getting to the same place has just increased dramatically. Doctors, do not allow this. Do not allow the AMA to do this. You must speak out. You you are going to you are going to be surrounded by people who will give preferential treatment based on color. You would not do that now with black people or Hispanics. You would not say, well, I got to take care of this white person over here. They come first. They're my main priority. We would never do that, nor should we. We should never see color. But that is called racist today. And don't forget the things your mother and your father taught you. Don't forget the things that Martin Luther King said and did. He was right. You know that's right. This anti-racism stuff is evil. 
It is anti-Christ teaching. Do not go down this road. Doctors, I beg you, all people who have ever been a patient of a doctor, I beg you call your doctors. You call your local hospital. You call especially anyone who gets any funding from you. You call your insurance company. Let them know you're mad as hell about this AMA declaration. And you will you demand that doctors reject this. More in a second. All right. Let me tell you about American financing. Tiffany wrote in telling us about her experience with American financing. She said, after hearing about American financing, Glenn, on your show, I reached out in regards to refinancing my courage, current mortgage as an adjustable rate because I wanted to get a fixed rate. Getting a lower interest rate in that process, I was paired with Scott, very pleased with him and his team. They stayed in constant contact throughout all of it. Um, just to let you know, they were available if I needed them or had any questions at any time. I would really recommend their team for refinancing needs. Thank you, American Financing. And Glenn, thank you for letting me know. <sighs> Tiffany has taken 10 minutes out of her day and just made the call to see if she could save money. Can you save money? It is so important that you are you are not overpaying and you are paying down the debts that you might have. American Financing. Call them now. AmericanFinancing.net 800-906-2440. 1-800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to Monday. Uh, I just want to, in case you missed Friday's show, I urge you to uh, to listen to to Friday's broadcast uh, because we had several groups that are working to push back. And if this is one of your causes, then I want you to get involved in one of these groups. We had the executive director for consumersresearch.org on it and, and on the program, and they are coming after Nike and American Airlines and Coke and many others. Any of these woke companies, they have a plan, and I think it's one that is well thought out and well executed and could make a huge difference to tell these uh, companies to get back to business and leave woke politics and politicians alone. Uh, and you can find out about their first initiative at um, consumersresearch.org, consumersresearch.org. Then we had unsilencedmajority.org on with us. Mike Davis was telling us about this. This is a group that is specifically trying to find ways to go after the cancel culture. If you want to help and stop the cancel culture, culture this is a great group to find out more about and per perhaps volunteer your time unsilencedmajority.org also if you want a, a grassroots organization that is trying to stop uh, what's happening into our schools especially with crt moms for liberty moms for liberty is uh doing that uh, and I think you can find that at momsforliberty.org. Also, the uh, last one was uh, the uh, Americans for Prosperity. 
they are actually holding town halls across the country to pressure swing Democrats and these other Republicans that are saying, we'll negotiate. We're not going to negotiate with an infrastructure package. Are you out of your mind? Americans for Prosperity need your help. You can find them at americansforprosperity.org as well. Please join these groups. Uh, and there is strength in numbers. And we really need to gather together. What are they doing to us? They're doing everything they can to split us apart. They're splitting our families. They're, they're, they are making us into Israel uh, and, the, uh, and the Palestinians. That's what's happening. And we're ignoring it for the most part. Most Americans, not you, most Americans are. And what's happening? Look what's happening on our streets to Jews. I, I, I'm talking about that and I'm almost speechless. I'm talking about that next hour standby. This is Glenn Beck. Today, uh, our, our sponsor is realestateagentsitrust.com. Having a conversation with a friend of mine who uh, really didn't want to sell his house, but somebody came to him and said, gee, I, I buy your house and I'll pay you a lot extra for it. And he was like, hmm, okay. And I said to him, why'd you do it? And he said, because it just doesn't feel right to me, the prices of houses. I don't know if you saw the Case-Shiller uh, index, but uh, Schiller came out and said, Prices of houses have never been high. Historic highs in America right now. And he says it's going to pop. Look, if you need to sell your house or you want to sell your house, now is the time to sell your house. If you're going to buy another house, it's going to be it's going to be a tough thing, uh, it, depending on where you are. But you'll need the best real estate agent. Find the best by going to realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the ones that we find are the best in your area realestateagentsitrust.com it's a free service to you it's a glenbeck company and uh, i think they will help you out a lot and you will like doing business with them realestateagentsitrust.com Welcome to Monday. Got a great show for you. I unfortunately uh, have to take on what is going on in America that I have long told you would come. It is now in our shores and my Jewish friends and all those who care about good versus evil, please listen this hour, we begin in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. 
Leah lives in Ohio. One Sunday morning, not so long ago, she found herself sitting on the couch in tears. She'd been suffering from pain day after day for years. And in that moment, it just finally broke her. She did something she didn't think she was going to do. She ordered the stuff that Glenn Beck was always ranting on about uh, called Relief Factor. Enough was, a f- was finally enough for her. Well, she, she went online. She ordered the quick start, uh, trial pack because you'll know within three weeks whether it's going to work for you. And if it doesn't, stop taking it. If it does, order more. 70% of the people uh, who, go up, who try the uh, relief factor for the first three weeks go on to order more. 70%. Well, Leah was one of those people. Within eight days of starting, she said, I begin to feel my um, symptoms lessen. Within a month, she was also almost completely out of pain. Nowadays, she gets by on about half the dose she started on. She said, I feel like a new person every single day. No more sitting on the couch and crying for her. Leah got her life back, and so can you. Please try the three-week quick start. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800 What is happening in our country? You know, while the uh, Congress debates on whether they're going to have January 6th hearings, because that is the worst attack on our democracy uh, since the Civil War. There's never been anything like this. And white supremacists are coming out of the woodwork. Are they? Are they? America, it is time for you to say bullcrap. Bullcrap. If there are Klan members or other people that are coming out and they're rallying, then you rally against them. But it's most likely a local thing. And you know who they are if they're in your area and just shun them in your local community. This is this is a problem in America with racism. It is a problem, but it's a problem in Great Britain, in Africa, in China. It's a it's a human problem, not a white or black problem. It's a human problem. Anybody tells you differently, tell them, shut the pie hole. Anybody who tells you you have to be in part of anti-racism, that goes against everything Martin Luther King taught and your mother would be ashamed of you ashamed of you if you turned your back on a colorless society remember what your mother and your father taught you what's happening in america well i was shamed by the uh, the um, adl back in 2008 uh, i did a chalkboard and i laid it all out and i told you then the hatreds of the 1930s in Europe will return. First, they'll return to Europe. Then they will come to the United States. The hatreds of the Jews will return. The ADL said, how dare you? How dare you use the Holocaust? I said, I'm not using the Holocaust. I am warning people to change their hearts and to be aware now and to make a decision now if you will stand for the Jew. Now is the time. 
America, those of you who have been prepared in this audience, now is the time. I want you to call your synagogues. I want you to call your church. I want your church to be around your synagogue. I want them to know that this is a safe area for you. Oh, man. I have been asked not to tell you um, for I don't agree with the reasons, but the people who have asked me, I deeply respect. I have been asked not to tell you the details of what Jewish people have done in the Middle East to help the Christians, the persecuted Christians. It is one of the most inspiring things I've ever heard. And the reason they are helping is because they said Christians stood by us. How can we not stand now in their hour of need? Well, here in America, the Jewish people need our support. Luca Robert Lewis, member of a pro soccer team, the New York Red Bulls. He said, last night I was walking in New York with a friend and all of a sudden a group of six to eight Palestinian men walked up to me and asked me where I was from. I responded. I said, New York. When God, then one guy asked me if I was Jewish. I paused for a moment in confusion and I thought about it. Then I saw them withdrawing knives. So I obviously said no. The guy looked at me with such disgust in his eyes and said, good. As he started to walk away, I felt extremely angry. I felt like I had to say something. I said, what if I was Jewish? One guy that had a knife in his hand said, I'll beat the F and S out of you and kill you. This soccer player is Jewish. He is Jewish. The hatred of the 1930s has arrived. Two Jewish boys, two teenagers. They were walking near Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn. They're 17 years old. Two unidentified males approached them and demanded that they repeat anti-Jewish statements. I can't tell you the names of these kids because they don't want their names out because they and their family are afraid. They were told to chant free Palestine. They refused to do so. Why were they singled out? Because they were wearing their yarmulkes. They refused to say free Palestine and were immediately assaulted. Both victims were punched in the head. 17-year-old was placed in a chokehold. They tried to get away, but they were chased by a guy with a baseball bat. Oh, how do we know this is even true? They're probably making that up. No, we leave that to actor thugs in chicago this one was witnessed a rideshare driver saw it unfolding 
pulled the car up and said, boys, do you need a ride? Get in. This is a horror story. This is a horror story because eventually you won't want to get involved. If you don't get involved now, you won't get involved. By the way, they couldn't call anybody. And it was unusual for them to get into a car because it was the Sabbath. That's why they were walking. The hatreds are returning. Jewish family leaving a synagogue. Walking with a, a man and his wife and his daughter. When a crowd appeared, started to throw garbage at the family. They started screaming some derogatory things towards Jewish people out the window. Free Palestine. Die, Jew. F you, Jew. I'm going to rape your wife. At first, my first thought was just making sure my wife and daughter were behind me so I could take the brunt of anything that was going to happen. That's when an armed stranger intervened and got in between the family and the men until they left. The guy in the car behind them saw everything going on. I saw him pull a gun and get between me and our attackers. He was our guardian angel protecting us. I think once they saw him, they just took off. In Florida, there is a 40% increase. The Anti-Defamation League, which should be discredited, reported people inside the van with the anti-Semitic graffiti, including messages like Hitler was right, yelled slurs at pro-Israel demonstrators in Boca Raton, Florida, before they drew, drove through the crowd last week. There are attacks on our Jewish friends and neighbors, and they are afraid because they've seen this movie before. And I know how to stop the movie. Here's how you do it. You remember what you actually believe, that all men are created equal. All men are created equal. And even if you don't like or you disagree with the person, you stand for their right because you are a brother to them. It is your responsibility. I can't believe this, but I'm doing research on old radio shows from the 1930s in Germany. What did those people say to try to bolster? Where did they miss the mark? We don't have to miss the mark. The problem, the problem with Germany was that the churches had already gone dark. In 1933, when Hitler took power, he immediately went after the churches. You couldn't, by 1934, you couldn't have a picture of Christ on the altar. You had to have a picture of the Fuhrer on the altar, and most churches went along with it. Our churches are being indoctrinated now with critical race theory. 
They are being they are being taken down one by one with wokeness. All in the name of tolerance. You cannot cross lines. If you don't stand up for people who are being chased in the streets, if you don't as a church stand up, you will find yourself on the wrong side. This is becoming a final warning soon. We are going to lose about 50% of our congregations. We might lose 50% of our churches. We'll be lucky if that happens. It was far higher in Germany. Within the first year of the takeover, he had scared churches and Christians, and, and with all the indoctrination that was happening, many of them believed it. They were getting ready. The churches were getting ready to dismiss and destroy the Old Testament because it was written by Jews. I got news for you, Adolf. So was the New Testament, not just the Old Testament. My Jewish friends, I want you to know that I and my family will stand for you. We will stand in front of you. It will be an honor to stand for you. Just as many of you have stood for me. I don't do it because you did. I do it because it's right. Many Americans have prepared themselves for this insanity. I and my family will hide you, will protect you. But long before, God forbid, it ever gets to that, we will speak out on your behalf. We will walk with you as you go to the synagogue if need be. Many Christians have learned from the past. We are not the Christians of the past. You are are my brother and I will protect you just as I would if you were my blood brother you are my spiritual brother your family is my family my home is your home please America please rally your churches now be clear where you stand Celia is a retired teacher. She has limited funds. Last year, she had become a caretaker after her mother was diagnosed with dementia, and she couldn't do much on her own anymore. She needed financial freedom from her timeshare. She didn't have time to spend money on something she wasn't using. Well, she decided to give timeshare termination team a call. Well, recently, Celia just completed her, her exit call with her client relations specialist where she received the good news. She was now timeshare free. She was so relieved and beyond excited. She thanks the timeshare termination team for being her advocate when she was trying to be the advocate for so many others. A lot of companies out there tell you they'll terminate uh, your timeshare, but they have a dedicated team at timeshare termination team of in-house attorneys 
that work exclusively for this company and all they do is focus on timeshare cancellation law. Call them. Timeshare termination team. Get the process started. Don't put it off. Don't get stuck with another year of a timeshare that you're not using. Get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. Be sure to tell them that I sent you and you'll get that 20% off. Call them at 888-GET-YOU-OUT. It's toll-free number 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online at timesharetermination.team.com. That's timesharetermination.team.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I have a message for Israel coming up in just a second. And you. And you. Bernie Sanders claims the Israeli government contains overt racists. But he supports Israel, and so do the Democrats. Mm -hmm. Biden officials apparently have made requests to Israel that mirrored the demands from the Hamas terrorists. But our government is on the right side of this. Biden has come out and said, my party still supports Israel. Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, they're saying we're in meaningful progress. We're making meaningful progress with our Iran nuclear talks. Everyone knows that Iran is behind this. But Biden is busy talking about domestic violence, violent extremism and how we have to have a January 6th commission. He says people should know that date just like they know 9-11. It was that big. No, it wasn't. Stop the bullcrap. Secretary Blinken won't say whether he believes Iran is funding Hamas. Even after Hamas said they were. Apple employees have just demanded the country, the company stand with the Palestinian Muslims. So I guess we can really trust Apple News, can't we? Facebook has reportedly been hit with a campaign by pro-Palestinian activists, leaving one star app ratings for Facebook. I don't think you have to be a you know, pro-Palestinian activists to leave Facebook a one-star review. This is what's happening in America. CNN, the CNN host, yeah, people get hurt. Yeah, people get hurt. But with what's going on, maybe people need to get hurt. MSNBC, the host, said, I'm for... The most radical of things. Listen to the delusions that are in this MSNBC's hosts in their mind. What is the most pressing, uh, 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 pressing story on violence? Listen. This is clearly not a system that can be reformed. And I just what can we do to stop this? Because it feels like uh, it's just time to, to, to burn it down. You know, if we, we ask, please stop killing us. It hasn't happened at this point. It's a demand and it's still happening. I am. I don't even know the word to describe the level of outrage. I feel uh, thinking about what this man's his mother has to watch that tape. You've organized all over 
the country. I am so ready for this fight. I am so ready for this fight because I don't want to see another person go through that. How do we organize ourselves out of this quagmire? They're attacking our voting rights. They're attacking our lives and livelihoods. They're killing us if they're not over-criminalizing us and putting us in jail. As a longtime organizer, what is it that we do? Because I have to say, as a people, for my people, I am up for the most radical of things to make sure that we live. Mm, Delusional. Uh, Here's what would have been asked of me if I would have said that and the race was reversed. They would have asked, when you say they, who do you mean? White people? This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I made a resolution beginning of the year that I was going to lose weight. And uh, I am, uh, you know, but it's a year it's a year long thing. Sometimes, you know, I eat really good food. In fact, most of the time I eat really good food because my daughter has talked me into eating leaves and grass like a hippie. I still eat meat occasionally and uh, and and when she leaves ice cream and cookies. But the good news is no matter what I'm eating at the time. I can cook everything, even the vegetables and the tofu, uh, on Rectech. And you can cook it to perfection. Whether it's grilling that juicy, tender steak, smoking the perfect ribs, and I'm telling you, that's amazing. Even baking. Rectech has it all. With its smart grill technology, you can manage the whole thing all by itself. And you can monitor from an app on the phone or on a device. You don't have to be anywhere near it. It is the pinnacle of grilling technology. Check them out for yourself. Go to RECTEQ.com. AB Compare. They're the best on the market by far. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. And go over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You get 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you have joined us today. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Israel and what is happening to our Jewish friends in our country. Um, It is going to happen fast. And if you do not stand now, you won't stand. It's only going to get harder to stand. You must begin to speak out and speak for the truth peacefully speak out for the truth in all things the one thing that is lacking in our society right now is courage people are afraid if they say something their child will uh, have trouble in school or they might lose their job or they'll lose facebook followers or they'll be banned from this or that they'll be a pariah good it's about time we start wearing that as a badge of honor we start wearing that. You know, they always, they, they, we, as Christians, we talk about the mark of the beast and what will it look like. Well, I'll tell you, I can tell you the mark of Christ. And those are the people that are peacefully standing up and saying, I'm sorry, I will not go down that path with you. I know that to be untrue and it is wrong. I won't go down that path. You can see those people usually in their eyes. They have a different light to them. We need courage because the world is on fire and our country is on fire. You don't really have to be a prophet to know that things are not going well in the world. 
The threats are mounting and darkness has come to our shores. And there are too many politicians that are either part of it or willing to look away or don't understand. I don't know what their excuse is at this point. But shapeshifters are at work. They have turned day into night and good into evil. They have changed the very meaning of our language. While all the time, everybody in Washington and the U.N., everybody's talking about human rights, human rights. Who's 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 helping on the human rights? Is that Libya or Syria? Is it North Korea? Is it it's Iran now, isn't it? You're going to tell me about human rights? Yeah, and those groups of people always do the same thing. They focus on little Israel, democratic Israel, free Israel, which values Palestinian lives just as much as as Jewish lives. If you're living in the territory of Israel, they protect the Palestinians, too. Israel is always the exception, and it's always it's always the exception especially when the world is confused with their own morals. We've risen, we have raised up a generation that can't tell the difference between what they owe society and what society owes them. That's a problem. When people were on the streets, this happened over in England, in Greece, it happened here on our own streets people just looting things taking when asked why because we deserve it they don't oh okay all right and how is the world reacting to this evil with indifference they watch they learn they imitate that's what our children do what one generation tolerates the next generation will embrace People are afraid, and so they submit. They surrender to falsehood. The truth doesn't matter. To the keepers of conventional wisdom, a sacrifice of the truth is just a small price to pay. What difference does it make if I say that or I just stand by and stay quiet? Let me tell you this. Fear is the pathway to surrender. Courage is, is, is what's needed. And it's going to get harder from here on out. Courage is a muscle you must exercise. And the plotters are plotting and the schemers are scheming. And it is easy to tremble with doubt. I mean, even those in Israel, they question themselves. They go back and forth. Did we do something to deserve it? Are we on the wrong side? Listen to this, Israel. Listen and hear me clearly. Don't lose hope. Don't lose confidence. Don't self-doubt. Correct when you're wrong. But that is your home. Draw courage from the knowledge that you were led there by God. And God is not a stranger to the children of Abraham. He promised that Israel would rise again. For 2,000 years, the Jewish people held on to that promise, and it has been fulfilled. We live in a time of miraculous, man-made technological miracles. 
but we are now entering a time of divine miracles. Not by the hand of any man, whether's name is Balfour or Truman, does Israel exist. Israel is part of the uh, makeup of countries now. Israel exists because the God of Abraham keeps his covenants, period. God is not indifferent to Israel, and God is not indifferent to any people or country. He is not. He will not forsake us. He will not forgive the covenants that were made unless we break the covenants. We are not at mercy of all of these events. We can alter the course of history. We can stand together against the dangerous arc of the story we're all watching right now. Last century was a century of genocide, a century where evil rose up again and again and again and swallowed the lives of millions of people. But evil met its match. Goodness prevailed. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Martin Luther King, Lech Walesa, Mother Teresa, they awoke the world. They gave their lives to the pursuit of human rights. They, they took the side of justice against injustice, equality over equity. They stood against racism with love, not hatred. They held that torch of freedom and pushed out the darkness of eight. Many of them didn't live their, to the end of their natural life, and they knew it. And many of them, because I've read their words, many of them were afraid. But they served something bigger. It's time for our governments and these so-called human rights organizations to get the hell out of the way. Let the people solve our problems. Right now, it is easy to hear these words and go, yeah. But now will you act on them? Because it's really easy to leave this work up to others. Look for a leader. Let me ask you, what leader do you know of that you trust to do all of this work? Who's going to protect your rights better? A king, a president, or you? Who's going to protect and teach your children to seek truth? A textbook committee, the school board, or you? The committee of Congress didn't end Jim Crow. Committee of wise men didn't stop the whole Holocaust. It was the individual. The individual stood up. It is time for us to say the truth. And you know what? If you want to know who will stand with Israel, who will stand with a Jew, who will stand against critical race theory, who will stand against the outrageousness of the debt that enslaves all of our children, who will stand up? Me. You want somebody to condemn? Great. Start with me. Target me. 
I'll stand. If we all raise our hand and say, take me first, we're going to be okay. God made us in his image after his likeness. He endowed us with great privileges called rights. But he gave us a purpose on earth as well. Our blessings are his rights. His purpose is our responsibility. Because we have a right to worship freely. We actually have to stand because we have the responsibility for the rights of others to worship free, freely. Because we have the right to speak out. We have the responsibility, even if we don't agree with what they're saying, we must fight and stand with people who say things that we don't like because that's our responsibility. We have a right to knowledge and truth. But that only comes to you when you take the responsibility to pursue it and to fight falsehoods. Evil is counting on you. They are dividing us for a reason. They are shutting voices down for a reason. And someday yours will be the only voice. Voices like mine and others will fall silent. You must know these things. Evil is counting on you of being afraid, counting on you sitting down. Let me tell you right now. You cannot let evil win. You cannot let evil be right. Evil has misjudged you and me because we will stand. Last line of a Jewish prayer. Translated, God is with me, I fear not. That prayer has been said during the Crusades when people were being slaughtered, through the programs, through the gas chambers, at the hands of butchers 19 times. That prayer has been spoken by our Jewish brothers and sisters. God is with me, I fear not. I don't know if I would have believed that if I had gone through half of what the Jewish people have gone through. But they still do. In every couple of generations, the world rises up to condemn and kill the Jews. And their answer is the same every time. Loira, I fear not. You must not wait to rise. You must take to heart and live your life in such a way that you can stand. Not because God's on your side, but because you've done the work to be on his side. So you can say, God is with me. I fear not. Do your best. I will not move. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Omaha Steaks. Summer's almost here. It's breathing down our neck. And with summer comes Father's Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kids, here's what I want. OmahaSteaks.com. Type my name, Beck, into the search bar. And then get your dad the Get Out and Grill Assortment. It's 20 entrees, 20 entrees, ultra juicy burgers, plump chicken breasts, sides, sides, desserts, 
uh, and four 10-ounce butcher-cut New York strips. The strips are aged 30 days. Why is that important? Because the longer you age them, it brings the flavor out and makes them really, really tender. And I'm telling you, there's never been a more tender steak than an Omaha steak. So get these and four New York strip burgers with your order for free. Here's what you do. You just go to omahasteaks.com. You go up to the search bar. Use the keyword Beck. That'll take you to the specials. For a limited time, you'll get four free New York strip burgers with your order. It's omahasteaks.com. Keyword Beck. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. We touched earlier on a 60 Minutes report this week about detransitioning. The people who have decided to go and change uh, their gender from one to the other and then come back. And some of the clinics that are making cash off of really confused people and really confusing situations trying to better themselves and winding up really later on completely regretting that attempt. Uh, there's another story out of Connecticut that there is a a group of girls who were high school athletes, and the, one of the girls was one of the fastest in the entire state of Connecticut, and was racing over and over again and continuing to finish second and third instead of first. Why? Because... Well, she was racing against dudes. She was racing against guys who uh, said they had transitioned to being female and were included in the races and currently um, blowing all of the girls out of the sport. We've talked about this so many times as this weird sort of hypothetical that could happen and that maybe someday, you know, guys will start, uh, you know, uh, transitioning and competing against girls and girls sports and girls will not be able to compete because of the physical differences between the genders. This is a real case where it's really happened to multiple girls in high school. And you think about this, you work really hard as a high school athlete to try to be able to maybe extend your career and get into college, maybe uh, compete at the highest levels. Well, what was happening here in Connecticut over and over again, where the fastest girls in the state were losing these races to people who were born as boys, and not only not just having the joy of winning and all the things that go that are associated with that, not qualifying for showcase meets and all of these other things that could have advanced their career and their their athletic future in ways that were unavailable to them because they were going against guys. Uh, this is something that they are suing over. Uh, the case is going up the court system as we speak. Might have them on this week and talk about it a little bit. More on it coming up. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Back in a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. On May 15th, Governor Whitmer was very, very clear Consumption of food or beverages is permitted only in designated dining areas where patrons are seated, groups of patrons are separated by at least six feet, and no more than six people are ever seated together at a table, a booth, or a group of fixed seats. And the groups of patrons must not intermingle. Oh, wow. She was really strong just a few days ago. And, well, then... On Sunday, 
she forgot about all of that and she went to Landshark, described as a dive bar in College Town, where she met some friends, 13 friends, and they just all pushed their tables together and they weren't social distancing and none of them were wearing masks. Huh, Whitmer. Gee, I, I guess you really believe what you talk about, don't you now? Because, <laughs> you know, if I believed that that's what really had to be done, you know, then I would do it. But you don't seem to have any fear of it at all. I wonder why. Oh, and one other thing, our media, our media that includes Facebook and Twitter and Google have shown themselves to be frauds and not only messengers of disinformation, misinformation, but out and out lies. We'll explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. On Wednesday last week, all markets took huge hits, except for one. The Dow dropped 500 points. Bitcoin dropped $7,000. NASDAQ was down 125 points. Gold was up $15 per ounce. Uh, That means that gold did exactly what it's supposed to do. It provides insurance to those holding it while everything else crashes. This is why you own it. This is why I have money in Bitcoin, but I have more money in gold line and gold. Because I think gold and silver, that is the long-term answer. As the world becomes more and more insane, you should consider gold or silver. Now, you you don't go out and buy and put everything you have in gold or silver. What you do is you can start just by adding things to your portfolio. They have an, uh, uh, an extremely popular and limited product right now. They just received newly minted limited batch of the two-ounce silver maple flex bars. These are great. You can call and buy them outright, or you can receive them free with every tube of $5 gold Liberty coins purchased. Minimum order size is required, and they will sell out in a few days, so don't wait. It's Goldline. Ask about the silver silver maple flex bar. These are, these are I think, a great idea, and they're minted by the canadian mint they're standing by to take your call right now please look into this as you see everything else drop please call goldline gold is going up 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com so on april 8th 2020 we wrestled with a special we were going to do because they were just starting to ban people from asking questions at all about the Wuhan virus and the Wuhan labs and how dare you say it came from China. Okay, we now know that a lot of that was uh, Chinese disinformation. And we did a special about 18 months ago called Coronavirus Not from a Bat. Scientists in China released study blaming Wuhan lab for pandemic. Now, in that special, we said, we're not sure yet, but it needs to be investigated. And we showed you things from Chinese television that made it look like, yeah, it probably came from that lab. Well, of course, anybody who said that had to be silenced immediately. 
Oh, my goodness, Dr. Fauci, how dare you say that that can't possibly ever be true? We don't know. It just came from the jungle somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. Well, looks like uh, overwhelming circumstantial evidence now pointing to the Wuhan lab as the COVID origin. Stu, as a lover of science, Mm. as we both are, and of course, we are quoted all the time in scientific journals. We are. Uh, uh, How likely do you think this is? I think this is pretty damn likely. Yeah, I mean, I think I would say the evidence that is out there now on the origin of COVID lean the chances strongly toward the lab release not necessarily you know as a intentional release or a biological Uh weapon or anything like that Mm -hmm. but the idea that there was risky research going in going on at a facility that did not have the the proper safety precautions and so so these are so mm -hmm. these are let me just outline what what in comment on these two uh china's history of research lab leaks uh resulting in infections Mm-hmm. 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 probably mm-hmm. pretty good uh multiple warnings from u.s diplomats in china as early as 2017 that the wuhan lab was conducting dangerous research on coronaviruses without following na- without following necessary safety protocols they warned about a potential outbreak i mean i think that one's probably pretty good mm-hmm. circumstantial mm-hmm. evidence uh Gain-of-function research being conducted at the Wuhan lab that made coronaviruses more infectious in humans and evidence that several researchers at the Wuhan lab were sickened with COVID-19-like symptoms in November of 2019. Hmm. What's that one about, Stu? Hmm. Yeah, that one's a pretty big story. Another another piece of this falling into place in that mm-hmm. it seems like there was a, a very strange thing going around the uh, the employees of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which, by the way, is like, you know, what, a mile away from from the actual wet market where this was supposedly mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. supposedly had begun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have uh, the the. The, the background of the facility, which you, as you mentioned, has had major safety concerns, but was also doing this very risky type of research uh, in a facility that was not really designed for it. Um, the, you know, there's, mm. they, they rate these labs from BSL-1 to BSL-4, and BSL-4 is the most strict, like to the point where you're wearing like a spacesuit. And you're doing all right. of the work inside of these compartments. It's and very L stands for bio level. Bio level one is the best. I mean, is the easiest. Yep. And bio level four is the most dangerous. Right. So four is is the facility with all of the safety restrictions. Correct. Right. It's, and generally speaking, scientists don't like working in those facilities. Obviously, because you're number one dealing with very dangerous pathogens. But number two. You, it's very difficult and annoying work. Like, you know, if you think about trying to build a building in a place that has ridiculous, in your mind, safety, you know, uh, restrictions where you can't just mm-hmm. do the things that you want to do, you have to take 9 million precautions and it seems oh, unnecessary. I hate that. <laughs> right. Especially when, especially when you're working on disease. Oh, yeah. those safety precautions are such a hassle. Right. And, and look, these guys, it seems more foreign to us. We don't work in that field. But it is, if you're doing this every day, you could see how it would be arduous and a lot of this stuff would feel unnecessary. Honestly, Mm -hmm. that's when you should retire. 
or find a new job. Honestly, whenever you lose respect for the death that you're dealing with, once you start to feel like, ah, it's just, you know, it's just my job. It's no big deal. That's probably when you should not be doing it anymore. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, honestly. I think that's true. I mean, you know, they're probably right 99.9% of the time, right? Um, mm. But what they did, one of the things that they do is they transfer the, this research to places like China who will allow it to be done in BSL-2 and BSL-3 facilities, which is where this gain-of-function re- research was being done in Wuhan. Uh, it's, um, you know what? When, when I have a communist military that has a bioweapons uh, program and is, is stated that we need to look for something that maybe can uh, change the dynamic of the world so we can come out on top. I, I, I'm a little paranoid, but I say we don't fund that. Yes, I I would agree. Uh, They have a situation where there's, it was normally done in this BSL three facility, which is the second highest level of safety, right? And that it was required if you were working on SARS or MERS, which are the two sort of you know precursors to COVID, um, that you had to work on it in at least a BSL three facility. However, any other coronavirus you could work on in a BSL two facility. So the BSL two facility, to give you a sense, requires. This is from a former New York Times reporter who has a an excellent uh, take telling of the story uh, on Medium, Nicholas Wade. But he says BSL two requires uh, taking fairly minimal safety precautions, such as wearing lab coats and gloves. <laughs> oh, and Glenn, okay. This part is so gonna... you look like a scientist. You <laughs> yeah. have to look the part <laughs> to right. get into BL two. Yes, right. Okay. And uh, the other thing, do so you is... also have to talk a little like this? <laughs> no, I've got a beaker in my pocket. That's BSL three level, Glenn. Uh, okay. You have to have right, to, good, if you have right. beakers, you got to get there. Right. Um, okay. And so you got to you got to have both lab co- coats and gloves and put up biohazard warning signs oh so if you're oh, well if you got the warning sign right and the lab coat and the gloves yeah what could possibly go wrong <laughs> now if you look if you look at our footage from that special go back yeah. on the blaze and look for it. it was in april of 2020 on the wuhan virus we did a special uh and we did a lot of television footage from china and uh, do you remember the freezer that all of this stuff was the freezer I mean, the caves oh wow. my the gosh where they're talking it's about being so they've it. been pe- you know, urinated on by bats before uh and the other thing so bad yeah the other thing too is there were actual posts at the time made by chinese scientists who basically said yeah we think it's from the lab and they were just all deleted and they, these are confirmed posts it's not like you know what? some conspiracy theory what? later on this yeah, but is those people would surely show up to testify now. <laughs> yeah, they've all... How come none of them are showing up even to work? They're just not <laughs> families don't even know. They're so ashamed of their lies mm-hmm. that they've just hidden themselves, probably in a bat cave. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so I, and look, you know, the gain of function research is basically an idea where you take a virus that's not necessarily dangerous and you do work to it genetically to make it more dangerous so that you can understand what might happen in a pandemic situation so we can get ahead of it. Now, yeah, if yeah. that goes mm-hmm. right, you can kind of understand why you'd want to do that. However, if it goes mm-hmm. wrong, you have 2020. Uh, and I look, I think that 
the oh, the evidence it's all at some level circumstantial but i mean in this article by nicholas wade which is you know it's a long article it's a you know about a 45 minute read according to medium it takes a while but it talks about like how the genetic sequencing it looks and how it is not the normal way a naturally developing virus would look there are you know um uh, gene- there's genetic mm-hmm. material inserted in certain parts of mm-hmm. the code where it wouldn't normally appear it's not impossible oh. it could appear this way but it's also exactly the way it would look if someone did it intentionally oh blah 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 what did fauci say about it oh by the way fauci used to say that's crazy that's a conspiracy theory that's this uh, <laughs> this uh, just happened randomly uh-huh now he was just asked in an uh, interview with the uh, PolitiFact editor, Katie Sanders, whether he's still confident COVID-19 uh, developed naturally. They expected him to say, yeah, of course I do. No, actually, Fauci said, no, I'm not convinced about that uh, anymore. Maybe we should continue to investigate what, what, what went on in China. Oh, really? Huh. I, you know, and... Uh, look, there's a there's sort of an obsession on Anthony Fauci and the media hangs on every word that he says. Uh, but generally He's our golden calf. You will yeah, worship him. Right. And and to the opposite, too, like everyone who doesn't like him is obsessed with him, too. I mean, he's like the center of our all, our universe. We're supposed to only he care about what golden, he says. Yes. He is our golden calf. Oh, yeah. We will worship him. But it is a good thing that he is being honest about this. And the fact that he is saying it right also mm-hmm. leads to maybe I don't know, the apparatus of the United States government taking it seriously, because I really want to know if this is how this happened, not only to stop the next one, but to figure out what extreme level of punishment the Chinese government receives for what has occurred here and should have nothing. Yeah. And and that's what's going to be nothing. Nothing. Here's one. mm. Here's one. You want one? Wipe our debt clean. You know how much debt we've had to borrow from ourselves because of what you did to our economy, wipe our debt clean. Mm. And I'm not talking the 28 trillion. I'm talking about what we owe you. And do that to the rest of the world. Anybody who had any kind of economic shutdown and lost, just lost almost everything, make it up. And you don't have to cough up anything. Just relieve the debt. And surely China's going to be all over that. (laughs) Well, I mean, you say what kind of repercussions should we have? Um, I don't know. This was a financial and uh, a a physical problem. It destroyed people mm-hmm. and it destroyed our economy. You can't do anything to help the people that died. And to your- but the economy, mm-hmm. go ahead, relieve that debt. Uh, it will punish them enough to. Know- I mean, that's the way we do it in the court of law. Yeah. Pay. It will make you not do that again. Right. Like when there's an oil spill. And it, you know, oil goes to the, the, the coastlines. We, we make it right for those people. And the companies have to pay fortunes to make it right mm-hmm. for the, those people, even if it's exactly a mistake. Right. And again, I, I think that's the most likely uh, part of this. I don't think oh, it, it doesn't. That, that it was a mistake? That it was a mistake. Um, that it was not an intentional release. I don't release. think it was. I agree with that. But I'm not. I don't agree that it was. Oh, my gosh, look what we did. I think they I mean, they've stated it. They were looking for a coronavirus, something Mm -hmm. that and someday they could release to to push all of the power over 
their way and cripple the rest of the world. That's what they were looking for. So yeah, I think it was a mistake, a mistaken release, but I don't think the the science on it was all about protecting the whole world. I don't think so. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. On that, that's just conjecture. There's nothing backing that up. That is just my feeling on it. Uh, you know what's special about companies that get passed down from one generation to the next? A lot of times, the new generation is infused with the values of the previous generation. Now, that doesn't always happen that way. But when your family lives in the heartland, mm, it's much more likely. Hustler Turf. Not only do they make the most amazing zero-turn lawnmower out there, but it's a third-generation company, and they believe in the American values, and they're very, very proud to support our troops and our veterans that get a military discount. Memorial Day is uh, is coming up, and Hustler Turf is donating money to the folds of honor for every lawnmower sold. So do it now uh, before uh, before June. If you um, if you are looking to mow your lawn and you need a new lawnmower, the best lawnmower you can find, bar none, is Hustler. Go to HustlerTurf.com and test drive one. HustlerTurf.com. There's a dealership near you. HustlerTurf.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so there's a couple of stories. Stu, I don't know if you've uh, followed, but you do you remember the name Rebecca Jones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did a show on her okay. last week. Yeah. All right. She is the whistleblower that said Florida is telling us to change the uh, the death totals. And I've been asked to go into the computer and change the death totals. And I just I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't live with myself. Right. What's the story on uh, on Re- uh, on Rebecca Jones now, Stu? Well, now she's backing off the fact that she even even said that she's saying yeah. uh, that, <laughs> that she never said that she had to change the death totals, which she did say. Uh, but she's also involved in a very strange uh, fight with a DeSantis administration official, in which she has, you know, allegedly fought, filed a false. Uh, restraining order request against this person basically the way the law works in this area you can file a restraining order and it basically gets a pre-approval right before they look into it before a judge looks at it they mm-hmm. just said okay yes yeah, so that's that's restraining order like keep these two people away probably from each a other. good thing yeah yeah you can argue it um it could be it's obviously right for abuse though and that's yeah, yeah, what yeah, happened yeah, here yeah. so after that first you know step one comes down it's like a restraining order then step two can be a citizen's complaint in which Rebecca Jones filed this against the DeSantis um, uh, spokesperson and said, oh, well, uh, you know, there's been a problem here. So now both of these documents exist. Finally, the the restraining order gets looked at by the judge and just throws it out of court. It's journalism. What are you talking about? She wrote a piece that she didn't like about her um, and Rebecca Jones complained about it. That's not a, that's not a basis for a restraining order. So nope. they threw it out of court, of course. Obviously, it got rejected. However... The second part of that, the complaint made under that restraining order was still active for a time. And so she was out there posting the the complaint she made and saying, like, look, this is an official complaint. And, you know, there's charges pending on this woman. And I can't believe this. No one's talking about it. When it was her restraining order that had already been overturned and her complaint that was just because 
there's no restraining order to anymore to to hold it up so obviously it's getting thrown out but that doesn't well, seem to matter and people get you know thousands of retweets another story that twitter facebook uh, the mainstream media hyped and pushed. Huh. Again, it looks like not true. Oh, by the way, also, you know how bad things are in California. In San Francisco last year, uh, drug overdoses killed twice as many people than COVID. Did you know that? This is the Glenn Beck Program. Now, let me just say a few words to you. Strawberry cheesecake birthday cake with sprinkles yes yes somewhere off in the distance you can probably hear angelic choirs singing softly because those are the new flavors coming soon from built bar and it means just when i thought of having a healthy snack and i thought ah, i can't get any better than this built bar came along and said hold on hold on we've got something uh, low fat we have something that is low carbs yeah if uh, if you don't think that low fat, low carb, and high in protein, high in everything that you need, if a bar doesn't taste like the real thing, you haven't had a built bar. I don't know how they do it, but I remember everything always tasting really chemical and it was just awful and it was fake. It's not this built bar is made with 100 percent real chocolate, but they're still about well, about 115 to 130 calories a bar. That's fantastic. And it will help you get through the day and 130 calories everything you need it's builtbar.com use the promo code beck15 and save 15 percent builtbar.com beck15 and blaze tv.com slash glenn is the place to go to get your subscription to blaze tv don't miss a minute blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code is glenn this is the glenn beck program Uh, I just have to congratulate the mayor of Rochester, New York, uh, for for just, I mean, this is courage. This takes real courage to do. Uh, In case you don't know, uh, Thursday, uh, her husband, um, Timothy Granison, um, well, let's just say the, uh, the DA in the city just has it out for her. And doesn't want her to be reelected. And so she did like a year long investigation into the mayor's husband. And last week he was arrested um, with some cocaine and a gun or three uh, and a hundred thousand dollars in cash. And 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 hmm. well, the little cocaine was I mean, it was, you know, it was little it was it was two kilos of uh, cocaine well, I but mean, who yes. hasn't had two kilos in their car that's way less I can't than tell you the five kilos or 20 kilos exactly right 100 kilos that's not a drug bust two kilos of cocaine <laughs> if i if i were stopped every time i had two kilos on me i mean i wouldn't be here you know I mean, two kilos is basically a Tuesday night for most people. Let's not overstate I it. I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, she she came out and she said, I find the timing of yesterday's events, you know, her husband being pulled over because they had been monitoring him and uh, his drug-dealing friends. He was part of a drug ring 
and uh, they stopped him and searched the car. And, you know, they found three guns, $100,000 in cash and two kilos of cocaine. She said, I find this very, very suspicious just a few weeks before the voting starts on whether I should be mayor or not. Uh, I mean, (laughs) there's nothing implicating me in these charges. No, but it is your husband. I mean, now I, I'm not holding you directly responsible, but if you're supposed to kind of know what's going on in the city, <laughs> I'm not really sure I trust you. If you don't know your husband has a hundred thousand dollars, two kilos of cocaine, most likely not the first two kilos because he's in a drug ring. I'm just saying I don't think you're the most observant. Right. Does she have her finger on the pulse of the city? It's hard to imagine she does. Uh, hard to imagine. <laughs> hard to imagine. Circumstance, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, let's switch topics to, uh, you know, our military ad. Now, if you remember, uh, we've done some military ads and some ads for the CIA lately that are, that are wonderful. They're beautiful. Truly, they are. They're just great. Um, I'm going to have to translate this ad uh, because this is the new Russian military ad. Uh, you go ahead and roll that, please. This is the first day of your new life. What was yesterday means nothing. Who you were before, no one cares. What's important now is who you'll be today. What do you know about yourself? What are you capable of? Questions may remain unanswered, but can you sleep soundly later on? Knowing yourself, knowing the limit of your possibilities, to hell with limits. Are you ready to break yourself? Every day pain hardens yourself here. It was was you who decided to prove something to yourself. The commander is here only to see an enemy in him because without an enemy, there is no battle. And without a battle, there is no victory. But in reality, the main enemy is you. The you of yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Join the Russian military. Now, uh, let me just contrast that. I think that's, you know, very good. I, I mean, uh, that's, a quite, that's, quite a, that's quite a message, yeah. you know? Uh, and uh, now let me play the American military um, uh, ad that was just released. Here it is. It's in cartoon form. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot missile defense systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctor yeah, I don't said think she we need to never walk again. Don't think we need to play anymore. Um, let me just give you the last lines of the uh, Russian ad. Your task is to track the enemy down, catch up to him, outperform him, become better than him, and return the victor. Because tomorrow is the first day of your new life. Which army do you think is going to win? 
Uh, <laughs> I'm just, maybe it's just me, but I'm just thinking it might be the Russians that would outperform the, you know, the army that is is congratulating itself for all of its members being so diverse and having two moms or two dads or, you know, a, a dog and a cat as a parent. I don't really care. Um, it's kind of like your job is to track down the enemy, outperform them, best them, and come home the victor. Uh, but who who would say something like that in an ad? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because it's like, look, I have a lot of faith in our military. Uh, and, uh, you know, not not every bit of our military is made up of uh, heartwarming cartoon stories. You know, I, <laughs> you know like we do have I a don't pretty know badass a military. Sing- I don't know a single member of the military in my in my travels. I have not met a single member of the military that I would say would have joined because of that cartoon. Right. Not one. Not even close. In fact, it would have repelled them. And that's what's strange here. Like, what is the what's the why is this happening? You know, is it is it a recruitment situation, Glenn? I mean, is it they just don't think they're getting enough people? They they think the next generation of recruits have different no, sensibilities the, the military is mainly made up of red state people it's mainly that the people who serve are the people in the red states generally speaking no one from a blue state generally speaking sends their kids to the military i mean why would you if you think the military has just been horrible this whole time and it's just a it's just a it's, it's a racist with a gun why would you do that so the people who defend our company our country are Red staters. Well, the country is right now trying to make red staters look like killers and people that shouldn't be here. When, 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 and if our military ever would say, you know what? I think it's those people that vote for conservative things and uh, they have to turn the military loose on them. I don't think all of those red staters will kill their own families or round them up. I think this is to fundamentally weaken our military and also get some some good old fashioned critical race theory equity believers into the military so they can fix that like they're fixing our AMA. They're fixing our corporations. They're fixing our economy. uh, They're fixing our schools. That's what they're doing. And this is real world stuff now. I mean, we've talked forever about, you know, transgender uh, arguments are making their way and ruining women's sports, right? Like, okay, yeah, sure. This is the military. <laughs> this is right. This is changing this is, the military, think- which has devastating, you know, potential uh, consequences on our country. Uh, do you remember when I said at some point, the whole world will look at us and realize how weak we are and they'll go now, 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 now go. And everyone will attack us and whatever that means to them, they'll attack us through disinformation. They'll attack us by hacking. They'll attack us with ones and zeros. They'll attack us on our streets by turning people against each other. That all is coming. And the last thing that you need to weaken is the military. It's the strongest in the world. You weaken the military and we are sitting ducks. You know, I think about this all the time, Stu. Do you remember when we were talking? This was back when we were in Radio City Music Hall, and it must have been 2005, maybe. And we were talking about how do you how do you get a global currency? How do you change the world? Because 
we've tried to get the world to get up to our standards, but nobody can make it to our standards because they don't have the Constitution. They don't have the law. They don't have the stability. Uh, and the people are different. And I said, and it dawned on me, they're not going to go for bringing the rest of the world up. They're going to bring us down to the rest of the world's status. So we will be equal with Mexico. And I think about that all the time because that's exactly what is happening. Everything that you see, they are building our children and our military, our FBI. They're bringing them to their knees. They're teaching them uh, things that are absolutely untrue. And quite frankly, I believe because they're based in hatred, it's evil what they're doing. They're weakening us while they are spending us into oblivion and and taking over our treasury and saying that this that equity has to be done. Who who the hell are you? Who the hell is the treasury and Janet Yellen to go in and try to preach equity and make the rules so white men are held down? Uh, Not in any sane world. Just in a world where you're going to bring us to the level of Mexico. I think that's what's happening. And you cannot have a strong military. Can't have a strong military. You yeah. need a military that's loyal to the cause. And look, again, you know, if we're, luckily we don't fight wars based on commercials. If we did, I would definitely oh, yeah. pick Russia, right? Right, but, right. But, you know, look, this is a long-term point. You know, it's the point where this, this if the military is is a testing ground for woke policies i mean wokeness is weakness and it continually makes the people who propagate it weaker there's this idea that elevating your victimhood as a a means of attack is a is a smart thing to do in our society we see it all the time with the cancel culture stuff where like if you can say oh well instead of saying like oh that that insult didn't bother me it's oh that insult made me curl up in my apartment and cry for months on a time it also does, does something else. And everybody you know, Stu, who's ever been wounded in battle and had to come back, they feel awful. They want to go back because they left their team behind. Yeah. The worst thing wokeness does to our military, it divides people. It divides them into classes. Divide and conquer. That's exactly what's going to happen. You will have, you'll have two sets of military. You'll have two sets of belief. And they'll be so busy squabbling amongst themselves, they won't be able to function as one. And I don't think that that is being done uh, without foreknowledge of what it means. Marcy lives in Texas. She wrote in about our dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, I have three dachshunds and one German shepherd. Well, at least they all speak the same language. And they really, they really love it. Can you imagine getting a German Shepherd and then maybe like a French Poodle? That wouldn't work out well. I heard Glenn Beck advertising for it. Uh, I decided I would have to try it. So far, I've mixed it in their water, in their food, and let them lick it from a dry plate. They like it all three ways. One of them is up there in age, and I have trouble getting her to eat enough. But when I add rough greens to her food, she eats all of it. This was a good trial and a great purchase. I'll continue to buy it. Thanks, Rough Greens. Marcy, thank you for giving it a try. Right now, you can get a free bag of Rough Greens just to see if your dog will eat it. 
See if your dog will try it out. All you pay is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call today. 888-727-BECK. So I just got an interesting... uh, Email from somebody in uh, Washington, D.C. There's an element that's really interesting about the COVID Wuhan uh, lab. The different effects COVID's had on Asian countries versus Western. When you consider the capability of CRISP, which I'm sure you're familiar with, begs the question, If the intel community is not going to ask this question, then shame on them. It's their job to think of possibilities like this. You have to ask if this was genetically modified to attack one genetic background or another. Uh, Look at the death rates for various nations. Um, The the numbers are quite... um, uh, quite uh, quite astounding uh, yeah i mean the asian countries have had definitely the i mean if, if you take out this idea which is you know something every every intelligence agency should, should be looking at this stuff all the time but the asian countries have had the best experience with this uh, you know l- lower death tolls uh and uh, that's, i'm i'm asking this person to come on with us tomorrow because it's a lot more i think than just lower uh death tolls for instance australia uh, rate, uh, what is it? Rate per million, maybe it just says rate per. Uh, 3.5. Belgium, 209.8. Cambodia, 6, or sorry, Cambodia, 0.9. China, 0.3. DPRK, well, zero. Uh, <laughs> France, 157. Uh, Indonesia, 17. Italy, 199. Japan, 9.2. Malaysia, 5.7. Philippines, 17.3. ROK 3.7, USA 173.2, Vietnam, they say zero. Right. Maybe I mean, those numbers this, yeah. are pretty, pretty stark. Um, right. And there, I'm sure there are other reasons, but I'm getting the impression from this individual in Washington that uh, the intel community is not even looking into that. It does. And, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing that they, the Chinese military was asking for. Can we take a coronavirus and, and um, mutate it enough so we can release it against our enemies and collapse them and not us? I mean, we should at least be considering that. Yeah, More I, tomorrow. Absolutely. Okay. What are you covering on... Uh, on your show tonight, Stu, quickly. Uh, gender, more gender craziness across the country. This is the Glenn Beck Program.